All right, this is the Coast to Coast Combat Hour for November 1st. Ed Carbajal, Matt Hawkins, as always, here with you. This week, we are joined by the one-eyed dragon himself, Mr. Dre Miley, who is fighting on the Anthony Pettis FC card on November 19th. It's Milwaukee Fight Night number three, also known as that as well. Dre, welcome to the podcast. Hey, man, what's up? Glad to have you on. First things first, I hear rumor through Ed that you may have just received your black belt. Is that uh, is that true? Yeah, I mean, I didn't. It was weird because I was talking to one of my like teammates who we actually worked together, and we were joking about saying, "Man, how funny would it be?" Uh, he was like, "How would you? What would you do if you had your black belt?" I was like, man, I'd probably freak out. I like, I, I feel like I don't, I didn't deserve it. And then lo and behold, that day we were doing promotions, and I got it, and I was like. Damn, and it felt it felt really, really great. It was it was a really great feeling. You know, it's funny, man. It's 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 one of those feelings like everybody that I talk to that's that's gotten it and, and, and been training for a long time. Cause I got I got mine in 2017, and it's it's one of those things that it's like everybody you talk to when you ask them how it felt, it's always it's always the, those words. I including myself. It's like, even to this day, I'm like I don't feel like I deserve this thing. Yeah. But, yeah, it's crazy, man. But I mean, it's also, you know, it's one of those things that says if you put the work in and you and you you have focus and direction, you're going to you know, you can accomplish anything. I can do this. I can accomplish anything. Yeah. Definitely. So, it's it's definitely boosts my confidence and everything now. So, yeah. So, uh, I mean, uh, talking about boosting your confidence. First, I got to let you know why what what made you I kind of messaged when I messaged you to come on the podcast you know, I kind of hinted. I was like, we mentioned you on last week's podcast because it was after the last UFC event. They had the Shara Magomedov fight, and I want to bring it up because you you actually addressed it really well. It was a question that Matt brought up. It's like, okay, this fighter in the U- that's in the UFC now. You know, he's only got one eye, and he was someone asked like, well, Matt was like, well, what happens if if an eye poke happens? And you kind of answered that question. Um, I'm gonna put your your tweet out there because uh, it's also. Folks can can see where to, where to follow you on on uh, X or Twitter or whatever you know it as now. But let me, you said, uh, what'd you say here? Nothing. If you hit if you hit his blind one, um, <laughs> which was funny, but you know, and you called him your monocular homie. But like like I mean, is that ever something that comes up, um, like as a concern for you? Like because eye pokes with all the eye pokes that happen in MMA. And you're obviously someone that that has the same this you, you know the same case so you're fighting with one eye. What, what is? Do you ever worry about it? Yeah, I mean, I worry about it from time to time. You know, um, I actually had it happen to me in a fight before. Hmm. You know, I was fighting Jose Johnson, and he actually did it. And you know, it it was one of those things where it's happened before in training. So you kind of get used to it and you kind of know how to like maneuver around it. So it, it's always a scary thing, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, well, what are you going to do? Complain about it? Because the fire, the fire behind that is if I complain about it, that's just going to show everybody that you should not do this sport. And mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to do that for anybody, you know. Were you, were you born with, with that, with it or were it just something that happened uh, in life that, that injured your eye? I actually lost my eye when I was 17 in a car wreck. You know, it wasn't, I wasn't driving. There was a old friend of mine, me, him, my little cousin and my friend's brother was driving down a road that was very sketchy in my hometown. And he swerved and hit a tree. And the only reason why my face wins because the kids in the back seat 
were flying mm -hmm. towards the windshield and I went to catch them with my left side. And as soon as I turned my head, my head hit the dashboard and it cut my eye from back to front, you oh, know, wow. and I think they said it was like a millimeter away from touching my brain. So if it touched my brain, I'd have been, you know, I'd yeah. have been so it's one of those things that it's cool because everybody's like, oh, you're a hero. It's like, well, no, just, you know, you do, you care for people. You want people to survive. You don't, you don't care what happens to you. So, mm -hmm. yeah, well, it's, that's honorable to, to say that, you know, and, and considering the, the situation. So did you start training? Were you, were you training prior to that in your early teens or did you pick up training after it? So all your training and all your fighting life, I know you started fighting for when you were about 21, 22, uh, give or take a little bit there. So, so you're all your, all your competitive time has been uh, with the one eye vision. Mm -hmm. I started training right, like not right after the wreck, but a few months after the wreck. Uh, my grandfather and other family members were telling me, you need to go out and do something. Mm -hmm. And I'm one of those guys that's like, well, I'm going to do something. I'm going to make it fun. So it was like, I've always wanted to do fighting. I've always grown up fighting. Like my whole family fights. Like they all like the rough house. Like we'll break out the boxing gloves on holidays and stuff like that. Oh, know? nice. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a crazy time. Like this is why <laughs> fighting is just like uh eh. but you know, I did that when I was about eight eighteen years old. Well uh, nineteen, nineteen. Or eighteen, my bad. Eighteen. My years are running together. So eighteen I started training just because I needed a confidence boost. I needed something to adapt because I was playing football at the time and I lost scholarships because people was like, You'll never be the same and you know, everybody backed off. And then I found MMA and started loving it because I thought it was fun. Never thought about fighting until my head coach was like, hey, you want to make a make a run at this? Like, you're doing pretty good. And at the time, I was going with some of the top amateur and pros in the area, like hanging with them. And I was just like, well, sure. And then hmm. I had my first fight. And then after that, I was like, oh, okay, I'm hooked. So here we are. Yeah, you certainly are hooked, man. I mean, and and – one thing, I mean, you and I have been following each other on social media for a while, and ever since I, I, I you came on my radar, because you fought on some showcase MMA cards too, uh, that, that's on Spectation Sports, which is one of the outlets I write for. And um, one of the things ever since you've been on my radar, I noticed that you do, as I was telling Matt before you jumped on, I was like, I said, I want to say it quarterly, he at least, if he has no fights booked, he tags UFC, Mick Maynard, Dana White, bellator all the people out there and lets them know hey i'm ready to go i'm ready to fight and um it's one of those things that that i'm just like man this guy's really going after it and now here you are you're you're you have this fight coming up on the 19th that's going to be on ufc fight pass uh it's it's under the anthony pettis promotion so like like talk about like you know you just got your black belt and now you get this fight booked it's like it's like just more proof positive that the work you put in is going to eventually pay off uh, mm -hmm. Just talk about your feelings about getting that fight booked. Well, I mean, the fight book, the fight was, they were trying to, I think in September or something like that, they were trying to get me on there and mm -hmm. they just didn't match up or something. And uh, the reason why I tagged Bellator and UFC is because I saw a lot of guys getting called up. Now I was like, I'm better than him. Especially when I saw Jose Johnson get <laughs> called up for a second contender series. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that our fight has not been aired anywhere. So, like, that's his one fight where, like, I think people would watch that, but, yeah, he shouldn't be in UFC because this guy ragdolled him for mm. 15 minutes. So, and then I get that Bellator call 
because I was supposed to fight a Lucas Brennan, and then the whole eye thing happened there. And like I'm still, I still have a fight deal with them, and they still have to honor it. So like, I'm still part of that. Okay. So it's one of those things I had to stay busy. So I'm tagging people, and I'm seeing Bellator tag these guys who are O and O as a pro, and they're tagging, you know, they're signing all these guys, and it's like I'm literally the most experienced dude there is, and you won't push it. Well, it's your eye things, like. Pretty sure you can make something happen. So yeah. that's why I keep tagging. And UFC can do it too because I know they have the firepower. Yeah. So that's why I keep tagging because, like, again, I'm here. I talk smack to whoever. It's like, I don't care who you are. It's like, well, I'm going to fight you eventually. So when this uh, when this opportunity popped up, I was I was gassed. So I was like, let's do it. It's like, sign the paperwork. Let's get going because I never stopped training. So Yeah. Yeah, and, and the other thing too is, like, they can't say the – Especially the UFC now, because you featured this guy on that pay per view, you know, last month. They can't say that anymore. Then now, you, now you have on your end. You're like, well, you let this guy fight. Here I am, USA homegrown, you know, and and with a pretty good record, mind you. You know, you got you uh, you got uh, six wins by submission. You know, like like your finisher. So it's like, what's the problem now? Now now you can actually say, what's the problem? Yeah, and it doesn't help the case now because, like, more and more states are willing to let me fight. So, I mean, like, hey, what, what are you going to do now? It's like yeah. these states are finally like, oh, snap, this guy, this guy's good. And like, okay, now he's he's able to defend himself, you know. And as long as I, you know, do my do my due diligence to listen to my coach and keep my defense right, like, there's no way that they can say hey, he can't intelligently defend himself. No, as I was telling you before you came on, I, I spoke to a doctor who actually worked one of your fights, and he just he just said his skills were were way way too much to to let the vision thing hold him back. He he, he had the skills. There there was no reason why I shouldn't license him. He'd already been licensed in in Tennessee, which looks like you had your first like a bunch of fights basically under the Valor uh, banner out there, and um, they're a well known promotion. I mean, I know about them out here in California and uh, seen some of their events and stuff. So. Um, where do you so, so I guess let me get back to the beginning here. So when you first got licensed to fight in Tennessee, did you feel like you had to go through any extra hoops or was it that you had a good coach that was able to, to vouch for you and got you in the door? And then once they saw you in the cage, it, the Tennessee kept backing you up and that's really opened the doors for all these other states to give you the opportunity. Honestly, I feel like Tennessee. Well, Tennessee was the state that was like adamant about not signing me. Hmm. So. South Carolina is actually the first state to say yes. So I got, because I went down there and saw the eye specialist down there with Dr. Kramer and Dr. Lucas and then all those guys down there and they got to watch me spar, you know, and I was sparring with like Jared Scoggins and, you know, all those guys down there at that gym, like sparring with them and actually hanging with them and, you know, shit like that. Not just hanging with them, but like actually like, you know, getting the better of them. And they was like, well, we don't need to see nothing else. We don't because we can see it there. And if it wasn't for them seeing that, you know, and my coach not making us go down there and making me do it in front of them, I don't think this would ever happen. Mm-hmm. Tennessee was more so like, well, we need somebody besides just, you know, running the mill optometrist. We need an eye specialist. So I was like, okay, bet. So we went down there. Tennessee signed off on the paperwork. And then after that, it was just like, we can't believe that this guy's been – been hiding the whole time so yeah. well it's not like you've been hiding again you've been putting them on blast for a while now so yeah. now it's like it's, it's more like them being afraid to make a move 
But now mm-hmm. it's like the the sport's so big now. Like the opportunities of it's not. I mean, like like you hear names like like again, everyone you tag. It's and, and uh, um, one's coming here again into to Georgia. They've already been to Colorado. Like when you look at at how fast the sport has grown from from like 2016 around the time you started to 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 now. Like, it, does that just have you licking your chops and rubbing your hands together for for opportunity? Like, long term, like like where do you see yourself fighting? I mean, yeah, it definitely has me like, you know, you know, I'm rubbing my hands like, oh, someone's going to get someone's going to get it, you know. And I think the future of me is just, you know, hopefully a contender spot fighting mm-hmm. for a while, you know, and just being like I made it. Because at this point, man, if I go on an absolute tear, which I 100 percent believe I will, you know, and eventually get to have a number next to my name. And, you know, hopefully like Vince, who followed John Jones you know, who's been like a big brother to me this whole mm-hmm. time, like get to fight for that. That's a, that's a hell of a legacy right there to be able to make hell just to make it to the UFC would be just a stamp on mm-hmm. the legacy. So, I mean, gold belts really don't attract me anymore. It's more so like, what can my kids, kids get told about me? Like mm-hmm. who's, who's going to be able to sing my praises, you know, stuff like that. You know, uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you is because of the, the, the fight you have coming up, you're fighting David Evans, um, I was looking at the promotional stuff they put out, and they, you know, they kind of got him, his image in front of yours. I was like, "Yo, what's up with that?" You know, <laughs> like, like, and then the name was the, the way they, they, the graphic of the names was a little. I was like, "Wait a minute, they should put the names under the guys' faces or whatever." But like, how do you match up against David Evans? Is what I want to ask. Like, like, how do you think you do against a guy like him? What do you know about him? Oh, well, he's he's a real he's a well-rounded kid. You know, he likes to strike. He comes from a really good gym and roof of sport. You know, he's one of Anthony Pettis' guys. He's, shine, he's signed to his management, so mm-hmm. it makes sense why they put his picture in front of me and, mm. you know, stuff like that. And he's also a commentator for them. You know, he has, you know, he's one of theirs. So, okay, you know, I fought people who that if he fought, I don't think he would last against. I fought some of the, some of the guys who were in the UFC. I fought some guys who or champions now, and I've watched his guys, and I watched him fights. Like, yeah, there's not much you can do that I've not seen at this point. So as long as I stay in my bag and stay doing what I've been training to do this whole time, it should be, you know, a pretty good fight. His striking is good, and his ground game is kind of suspect. Wrestling is definitely not there. So we'll have to see what happens on November 19th. And obviously your specialty is uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. What's your... What's your striking? Are we? Uh, do you, you work a lot of striking? What's your? How do you how do you see the fight unfolding? Do you see it going to the ground and using your jujitsu, or, or keeping it on the feet and working it? Well, I mean, like, I see, like, you know, I mean, I don't know how the lights just turned out on me. So, I think it'll be one of those things of me implementing my striking to where to get to the ground. You know, I don't. I don't see anything crazy that he'll do to, you know, wow me or anything like that. So my striking is centered to get him to the ground. And if we have to change exchange hands, I'm not I'm not above it. It's not something I want to do against a guy who's known to kickbox. So, you know, yeah. But we've been working a lot of striking. I think for the past few fights, I've I've shown my striking skills, and people don't take me as a striker. They're like, he's gonna take you to the ground. I'm like, no. So. That's exactly what we're going to do. 
as somebody that's uh that again because you just got your black belt uh was it was it in october the beginning of october you got it i believe so yeah i think so um do, do you ever think about doing or have you done any like submission grappling uh that because that seems to be be uh uh popular more popular than when i started jujitsu like do you do any uh, submission only grappling or any grappling tournament just to kind of keep your blade sharp when the fight's not booked no because you know i don't really i mean my coaches push for it but i really don't i, I don't i can't do it it's not one of those things that you know i gravitate to because some of those guys in there they take it too serious and you know mm -hmm. they try to injure you they try to do things and and then I'm also busy, you know, I have a wife and three kids and <laughs> I coach at, you know, I coach at the high school up here or I help coach at the high school up here. So I'm like, I'm a busy dude. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to do it. So wrestling with the kids at, at the high school, it, it tends to keep me in shape and I'm constantly working out. So it's never one of those things where I need to get in that competitive edge too much. Yeah, you, that that's a good point because there's a lot of guys out there in the, in that in those grappling circles that you know, they go against an MMA fighter, they'll do one of these crazy leg locks just to say I got this guy that fights and it's like, yeah, that's the, you're not fighting, but I, I hear what you're saying, that's definitely a, a smart move. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not one of those things. Yep. So you coach you coach wrestling at the high school and do you uh, is your jiu-jitsu classes you teach is that kids also or do you teach adults? I teach both. <laughs> okay, so you're so, you're busy. You're you're a busy man. Because I was going to ask if you're a fan of the sport. I imagine you're. I can see all the posters, obviously, in the gym behind you. Uh, mm -hmm. do, you do you follow the sport? Do you have a a fighter you really like watching? Is there or is your time just busy between family and coaching, and uh, you're more interested, just focus on your career with that as far as MMA? Well, I mean, we all watch fights. You know, all the coaches here, and you know, we all watch. All the fights, like UFC fights, Bellator, like we'll all watch just because we like, you know, we like fights. You know, we're fans at the end of the day. So, you know, if Vince is fighting, we're all watching together, you know, and it's very tense and it's very, you know, but, you know, uh, I like watching it. I love it. Like I do, like if people are hosting like watch parties, like on Twitter and stuff, like I'll jump on and watch with them or, you know, stuff like that. I will say my favorite person to watch besides like Vince and my other teammates is probably Kamar Usman and Hamzat. And I know they just fought and I did not watch that fight. Like I refused to watch that fight. Mm. I just, I couldn't watch it cause it was, it was going to be too much for me. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, I like watching good fights, good people. I'm like, Oh, I want to see what this person's going to do, you know? And, it's one of it's yeah. I'm a fan of Usman and Hamzad and uh Sean Strickland. I was a fan of Izzy, you know, for a while there, but you know, his antics outside the cage got me all jacked up. I was like, I can't do this. I'm yeah. a Islam Makachev fan too, so that dude's nasty, but I've been watching him since like the beginning, so you ever try to emulate anything you see from, from these guys that you I mean, I I, I remember when I started jujitsu, I used to try to copy stuff I saw, but you know, then, then when you find your own game, uh, um, you know, you kind of stop doing that. But I'm just curious, have you, is there, is, if there's anyone's style you try to kind of like emulate? Uh, no, not necessarily, because then that means I lose myself. I mm -hmm. become somebody that I'm not. But I will, I will take and get, I will take what I want from like that person. Oh, I like they do this. Or my coach is watching. My coach is very good. You know, Coach Eric, he's very good about watching fights. And, like, oh, this person moves just like my fighter here. Let me, 
take this from this move and give it to my fighter so my fighter can do this so we are like a melting melting pot of everybody but we have our own style so like our style is totally different from everybody else and like vince will go to like other people mm-hmm. when he goes cross trains out there to pi or wherever and he'll automatically come back and he'll be like hey do this this and this mm. so it's 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 pretty cool to have that type of thing do you consider yourself like 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 well i mean because the, your school's on Knoxville Mixed Martial Arts, right? Yeah, Knoxville uh, Martial Arts Academy. Knoxville Martial Arts Academy. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. The um, uh, so would you say that 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 the the because like I know we were asking about your base, but like it seems like everybody's pretty well rounded. What, what what you get good at is I guess you're picking favorites if you pick like a style. But do you believe in styles anymore? Has mixed martial arts made it to the point that there is no style? It's just it's just every fighter has their own game that they bring to the cage i think so but i think it's getting diluted by by your mouth i think it's getting diluted by what you can say and what you can do outside because like there's mm-hmm. some, and i'm be honest there's some garbage fighters out there absolute garbage mm-hmm. but they talk they sell and that's what people mm-hmm. want because this sport is ruled by the casual fans the drunk guys who wear the tap out shirts and the affliction shirts and you know guys yeah. like i did the trial class so i know what i'm talking about you know it's <laughs> those guys so it's yeah. it's bad so your game is awesome but if you ain't selling people ain't buying so yeah yeah it's just it's one of the things that we were just saying before you jumped on it's one of the things that's making it makes it hard for me to watch like like the ufc and all that stuff because of stuff like that now what keeps me personally interested in the sport is fighters like yourself, which is why I told you I'm like it's long overdue for me to reach out to you. All the fighter interviews I've been doing, as time goes on, I prefer to talk to fighters that 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 are are, are still making their way in the sport versus you know the ones that everybody's chasing because the ones everybody's chasing has all have they've already put out some sort of gimmick or something, you know, and it's it's not it's not their martial arts that's that's got the eyeballs on it. It's all the other stuff. Like you said, the antics outside mm-hmm. of the cage. So um, that's why that's one of the things I was just like, after watching, watching you put yourself out there for so long, tagging all the promotions and now you're getting more fights and more fights and you've built this, 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 this respectable record, you know, it's, it, it, that's, it's fighters like yourself, martial artists like yourself are what keep me watching the sport. So you definitely, you're definitely more, uh, I mean, doc Lucas was right. You're definitely uh a very mature young man that I'm that I'm happy to watch succeed in the future. So um, I don't know if there's anything left for for Matt to ask you. I I, I I'm just like I'm I'm so happy that we got to talk finally because I've been following you for a while, man. And and you definitely uh, you, you you're gonna be somewhere soon. <laughs> you know I appreciate that, man. I really do. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I second everything Ed just said. I've, he he does a lot of interviews with a lot of young fighters, and he's been uh, heaping your praises for the last couple of weeks, trying to tell me how he wanted to get you on here. So glad it happened. Uh, wish you the best in your f- next fight and every fight after that. Um, hope to see you move beyond Fight Pass after this fight and see you on a pay-per-view or on a Showtime or wherever the heck the next uh, adventure mm-hmm. comes for you. Um, before we sign out here, do you have any social media? Do you have any sponsors? Do you have any other fighters that got fights coming up in your gym that you want to promote anything else you want to throw out there oh we just had people to fight fought this long ago uh sean claybo he just fought i don't know if he has twitter but he definitely has instagram um 
see Ricky Claybow, he's getting ready to turn pro. Dude's an absolute monster. Um, we got a lot of people. I think Christina Ricker Adcock, she's fighting the next month. She's fighting in December. You know, um, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that are getting ready to do the thing. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of people. As I could go through the whole roster, our, our team is too deep. Our team is way too deep. And it's um, a it's a Knoxville Martial Arts, you said, right? Yeah, Knoxville Martial Arts Academy. All right, I don't know because I'll just I, I'll look up see who's listed from the gym. Um, Claybow, how do you spell the last name? C L A B O U G H. That way, I could look them up too. Yeah, they're they're some they're like the the Diaz brothers, but they're a little bit more technical than the Diaz brothers. <laughs> they're vicious. They're vicious. They're, they're two of them that I now they. They will go. They always ask me to go with them, and they keep me going. Uh, got another amateur over here. He's just hanging out with me. It's Connor. He's an amateur. He's what two and zero now. He's two and zero right now. So give him a shot. He actually has. Do you have a Twitter? Or you have an Instagram? <laughs> he has an Instagram. So it's Connor K O N N E R Chandler C H A N D L E R. Yeah, if you just go to my page, like it's all my teammates is on there, so like followers and stuff like that. Uh, Rocket Ray, he's a good one. Dan Bailey, James Adcock, who actually fought for Bellator, he fought Cody Law. Jason King, he fought Bellator. He fought um, Raymond Daniels. Emily King, she fought Gilbert Melendez's wife. I was uh, at that fight. That's, that's the yeah. poster behind you. I think the cyborg fight. I have that hanging in my room here too. Yeah, no, that was. Some good fighters you just mentioned there, and the fact that I already know half the names is, is pretty damn cool. So it sounds like you got a lot of good stuff going on in that gym, and it sounds yeah. like you got a lot of people that'll help sharpen your skills and and help uh, elevate everybody there to to the next level. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, fans can check out the show at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMA Hawk Twenty One on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbazal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, and Oldhead Carb on Twitch. And as always, you can check out our show weekly at allaccessmma.com. Check out allaccessmma.com for our video podcast, MMA news, and MMA stories. Dre, we wish you the best. Thank you for coming on and giving us some time. I know it's late. I'm sure you're tired. So enjoy the rest of your evening, and uh, we look forward to watching you fight on November 19th on Fight Pass for Anthony Pettis, FC number nine. Yeah, man. And if anybody wants to follow me, just type my name in on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. My name will pop up. Give me a follow there. Shout out to sponsors of uh, Fight Doctors, Tennessee Bonding Company, Money Fight, um, Beard and Wrestling, uh, my team here at Knoxville Martial Arts Academy. You should go look up our page. We, we're we a big team down here. No one knows apparently who who we are, so... Spread the word, you know, we're coming. You can see all these posters back here. There's a yes. lot. Of them. I, these, these ain't half of them, so we have at least at least over 50. So at least, you know, and old Vince trains here too. So, yeah, it's great stuff here, man. Cool. For sure, man. And, and, and again, man, I think it's awesome that you, you're putting everybody on the team out there and, and just, just I wish you all the best. It's November 19th, Anthony Pettis. Uh, FC, um, uh, was it what I, I wrote down? Milwaukee, is it Milwaukee, yep, Milwaukee Wisconsin? They're calling it Milwaukee Fight Night Three as well. That's why it's Anthony Pass FC from Fight Pass, and and I've seen it. Uh, 
Brandon has Milwaukee Fight Night 3 as well, so I just want to make sure everybody gets it. If you have Fight Pass, you can watch this young man do his thing, and uh, hopefully the UFC and all Bellator, PFL, everything's watching too. I mean, because definitely, uh, definitely somebody that, that whose name should be out there a little bit more than him just just tagging everybody and all these promotions need to need to start recognizing uh, the work you're putting in. Just got a black belt, damn it! So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, congratulations right. on that too, man. And thanks again for doing the interview. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. Awesome. Right. Have a good night. Thanks right. for good listening, night, everyone. Y'all.